we're going to get into the word. Are you ready? Amen. Uh, for I think back in December, maybe November, um, I started a series online on our Wednesday night services about closing the door to sickness. Do you remember that? Yes. Closing the door to the enemy. Amen. And um, so we kind of had been reviewing or I, I taught on some things that open the door to the devil. You know, Jesus already provided healing for us, but there are some ways, even though we're believing God for healing, we can actually open the door to sickness and disease and not even know it. And so the first thing we talked about was worry. Did you know that if you worry a lot, you get stressed out a lot, you're going to open the door for sickness in your body. Well, you don't even have to be a Christian to know that that's the truth. You can ask a doctor. They say about, what, 90-something percent, I'm not sure the exact uh, percentage, but of disease is a result of stress. So uh, stress and worry is one way to open the door to the enemy. The second way you open the door to the enemy uh, and allow sickness in is with your mouth. That was another message. And then the third way we can uh, open the door to the enemy and to sickness is our love walk, or shall I say, lack of love walk. Not walking in love, right? Because faith works by love. So we have to walk in love so our faith will work, right? So we can stay healthy, whole, all the time. We don't have to just believe God for healing. We can actually walk in divine health all the time. Amen? Even in the midst of COVID, yes, even in the midst of COVID. That's right. So if you haven't heard any of those messages, you can go back online to the podcast. And I would encourage you to go back and listen to those. Um, so that's, those are those three areas. Today we're going to talk about another area. And the Lord just wanted me to close out this series. Uh, so I'm going to close it out with this one. Are you ready? Uh, uh, another way that we can open the door to the enemy and um, open the door to sickness and disease is not enough rest. And that's what we're going to talk about today, is not enough rest. And we're going to talk about uh, a few things, uh, different kinds of rest. Your body needs rest. Your mind needs rest. Your mind needs rest. And you can't get it in the world. But you can find that peace from God. And then a third, a third area that we can rest in is rest in God's completed work. So we're going to talk about those three things today. Amen. So let's open up our Bibles to Genesis chapter 2. We're talking about closing the door to the enemy. Amen. Are we recording this, girls? Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so Genesis chapter 2. Uh, verse 2. So the first way to close the door to sickness and disease in terms of rest is your body needs physical rest. Yeah. You know, you're not the Energizer Bunny. You know, if you remember those old commercials, remember, and the bunny just kept going and going and going and going and going. You know, depending on your personality, my personality is not one to sit down and do nothing. Yeah. Even on my day off, I'm moving. I'm busy. I'm getting something done. I'm getting two things done, three things done. If I don't get anything done on my day off, I feel like I, I didn't get anything done. <laughs> I don't feel productive. So people have different personalities, right? And so um, if you are like that and you have that kind of personality, you have to really watch 
um, your, your life, and you really have to make yourself rest. So Genesis 2, verse 2 says, On the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested. Who rested? God rested. God rested. If God rested, how much more do we as humans need to rest? So God was our example. He rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Praise God. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his, what's that next word? Work, Work, which God had created and made. So he rested from his work. God created a day just for rest. When I hear that someone works seven days a week, in my spirit I go, "Uh." Because it's not biblical. Say it with me, it's not biblical. If God took a day of rest, he rested from his work, your body needs rest. Amen? He blessed this day of rest. He set it aside, a day, simply to rest. Praise the Lord. You can rest knowing that God created this day for you to rest, and it's a blessed day, so you don't have to worry about anything. Amen. 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 God was our great example of rest. On the seventh day, he rested. You know, that's only one day a week. Your body may need a little bit more than just one day. Right? So, you know, I heard one, one person say this. Your body, if you keep running your body and going, 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 it eventually will stop. Either in the sick bed or on a cold slab. It will eventually stop. I love what Dr. Lester Summerall said. No one ever dies from overwork. They died from lack of rest. They died from lack of rest. You can't keep pushing your body and expect to stay healthy and strong and live a long, God wants you to live a long, strong life. Amen. 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 I, I, this always blessed me. Um, I think I tried this once. I, I'm preaching to myself this morning too. Uh, one minister, great minister, if I said her name, you'd all know who she is. But she, um, she, I remember going to one of her meetings years ago and she said at 5 p.m. every night, I stop my, my housework. She stops doing at five. She has to, because I think she has that same type of personality. Go, 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 right? Yeah. So she does that because she knows. You know, if you don't, you could get, keep going till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and then you get in bed and you're exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Melina doesn't want to see you always looking tired. Yeah. Right. When you're tired, you're going to respond differently yeah. than when you're rested. Yeah. Your faith, you're going to feel low. You're going to feel sad. When things come, you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to want people's sympathy. Look what I'm going through. It's because you're too tired. You're not managing your time right. And we've all been there. I've been there. We're not managing our time right if we're not creating. We're not scheduling a day in our week for rest. 
Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't we love the Word? God rested. He's giving us an example of what we need to do. Amen. Amen. Um, We can listen to the Holy Spirit's leadings. You know, there may be times the Lord is having you work on something or you're doing something and you're like, you're going, you're going, you're going. But there's going to be times the Lord's going to check you. You need to stop now. You know, I would dare say this too, even working from home, I remember back when we, uh, about a year ago when, when COVID first started and I was working from home, I had to, I had difficulty shutting off that boundary of I'm done at home now because I'm at home so I can just keep going, right? I'm going past my hours. And, and let me tell you this, there's nothing wrong against, um, I'm not saying it's wrong to give your employer your all. And I'm not saying it's wrong to stay extra and come early. Those things, that's a quality employee. Um, But at the same time, if you start doing that and your job consumes you, then you're consumed with the wrong thing. Right? And and you're going to have, you're going to just be tired. You're going to be tired for your family. You're going to be tired for your kids. You're going to be tired for your husband or your wife. And you're going to be too tired um, uh, for, for things to flourish in your life. Because God needs you rested. God needs us all rested. Amen. And so listen to your body, but also listen to the Holy Spirit. Because he will check you and say, okay, you're done now. You need to stop. Your family needs you or you need a break. You need to rest, right? Don't ever override the leading of the Holy Spirit thinking, well, I have faith. I can keep going. Your faith will not take the place of the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have to listen to his leadings. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to just say this too. I'm not talking about, you know, there is a balance between being lazy and taking rest. You know, if someone always has to tell you what to do because you're not getting things done, you might be lazy. If you're laying on the couch all day, Day one, day two, day three, and you're feeling fine, right? You know, I'm resting. Pastor said I needed to rest. Uh, I think that there, we can get into laziness too, okay? So I just want to put that out there because I don't want anybody going home telling their spouse, well, Pastor said I need to rest. And, you know, the dishes are piling. Now, there may be times, I, there's times, back in the day, I wouldn't even leave my kitchen until it was spotless. I couldn't. I couldn't go to bed with it. Now I'm like, you know what? Over the years, you just grow and you realize it's still going to be there in the morning. And there's times the Lord's like, leave them and go sit down and rest. Just leave it. Everything doesn't have to be perfect before you go to bed. Just saying. It's important to listen. Why? Because God, maybe God wants to speak to you. Maybe God wants you to spend time with your family. Maybe God wants you to go take out your Bible and spend time with him. Maybe he just wants you to rest. Go sit on the couch, do your nails, watch a movie. Rest your body. Your body needs rest. The definition of rest is to cease work. If I had a stop sign, I would show it to you right now. Stop. Stop working. Stop working. There's a time when you have to stop working. It's in order to, listen to this, relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength. Recover strength. God needs us to rest. 
This is a, a physical law, but it's a spiritual law. He needs us to rest so we can recover our strength. Amen? Praise God. We can regain our strength, our health, our energy. Praise the Lord. So if we don't have rest, we're not recovering. Your body needs to recover. Many great things happen to your body when you sleep at night. It goes into that recovery mode. I don't know all the science behind it, but I do know that your body needs rest. Amen. No rest, no recovery. No rest, no regaining strength. So it's important that we rest. Amen. Uh, Dr. Dufresne, years ago when he was on the earth, uh, he went to the doctor and he found out he had cancer. And, you know, he didn't blame God. He went to the Lord because he knew... We know sickness doesn't come from the devil, right? So he went to the Lord and he said, Lord, what happened? Where did I open the door to this cancer? Where did I open the door? And the Lord told him two things. Number one, the Lord said, there's an area I told you to to obey me in in the ministry and you haven't done it yet. So he repented. But the second area the Lord said is, you don't know how to rest. You don't know how to rest. So we can learn to rest. Schedule rest into your day. Your body needs rest. Amen. When you're tired, you say things you shouldn't, do things you shouldn't. Come on. And your flesh becomes more dominant. You start getting fleshy. You can get in strife over silly, silly things, right? You start thinking wrong. You start seeing things. Your perspective gets off. Everything wrong starts to be magnified and God is minimized when you're tired. It's true. It's true. Amen. So we, we're not going to push our bodies into weakness. Don't push your body. You are not a robot. Your body needs rest. Your organs need rest. Your heart, your lungs, all of everything that God's put inside you. You know, I remember hearing a story about a minister who, um, I think it was a minister, maybe it was just a person, but they went to the doctor and they were young and they said, you have the heart, and you've probably heard stories like this, you've had the heart of a 90-something-year-old person. Can you imagine what happened? They were pushing their body, they were stressed out. When you're not getting enough rest, you're gonna, you're gonna open the door to stress. Amen? Amen. So, um, you know, your health is attached to your obedience. It's important to obey God's leading when he tells you to rest. But guess what? I also don't need a leading from the Lord to tell me to rest. I just read Genesis 2. God said, rest. Take that one day and just do it. Just do it and rest. I don't need a leading. But there's going to be times when there are going to be many leadings in my life to rest. And we're going to follow that leading, right? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, some of the health issues you're, you're facing, it could be attached to your obedience. Could be in the natural area. You know, I don't know why I feel like I'm sick all the time. Every time I I turn on my fans, I don't know, something in me, just I feel in my lungs. It's not, let's see, hmm, natural. When's the last time you cleaned those fans? I mean, you know, it's been months and they're accumulated with dust. I'm just saying, there's some natural areas you have to take care of as well, right? Or maybe you haven't obeyed the Lord in in your eating habits. I just need rest. I know that's what it is. It could be rest, and I want to encourage you, you do need that rest. But what about your eating habits? You know, why I have headaches all the time. Has the Lord dealt with you with your eating, and you haven't obeyed him yet? 
Praise the Lord. Amen. So we're following the Holy Spirit's leading about our body. He's going to lead you on the right things to eat. He's going to lead you. Don't touch that piece of cake. I told Pastor Marcus the other day, I walked through the staff room at work, and what did they have but two big, beautiful boxes of glazed donuts. If you know me, my dad was a baker and had donut shops, and I, I actually slept in donut shops overnight. So I love donuts, and I really loved glazed donuts. And so I walked through, and there were some people in there working in the staff room, and they're like, oh, there's donuts. And I was with a friend, and she was walking with me, and she said, I can't eat donuts. They don't, I can't eat that. That doesn't make me feel good. And the other girl was like, just do it, do it, come on, do it. You know, she's like telling her, eat that donut. And I love what this girl said that I was with. She goes, they don't, it doesn't make me feel good. And I came back and I told Pastor Marcus, you know, eating wrong and eating unhealthy, if you'll start saying, I don't feel good. I'm not supposed to eat those kind of things. My body's not created to, to feed on that. I'm not saying you can't have a donut. But do you know what I'm saying? The Lord, follow the Holy Spirit's leading. So I followed the Holy Spirit's leading. I walked right past those donuts. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm going to put my flesh down today. I don't need a donut. Even though it's been a long time since I've had a donut, right? But you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. You're following his leading. Amen. I love what Pastor Nancy said. If the devil can't stop the message, he will stop the messenger. You are the messenger. We are each messengers for God. And if he can't stop the message coming out from you, he will try and stop you. And so it's important that we rest our bodies. Amen? Now we're going to talk about mental rest. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to Mark 5. So I just kind of briefly touched on physical rest. Now you know the Sabbath day in the Bible, they had the, the day of the Sabbath. It was a day of rest. They weren't allowed to work. It was against the law, the spiritual, you know, the, the religious laws to work on the Sabbath day. Yeah. Your body needs rest. Make sure you have a day of rest, that you can rest with your family. Make sure you're taking a day of rest with your spouse. Make sure you take a date night. All you married couples, you should have a minimum, say minimum, minimum. of one night a month. I would encourage once a week but if you could do one night a month you go somewhere you and your spouse let's just go get a coffee let's go out to eat let's drive around with no kids say no kids kids. your kids will be okay without you why because you need time to rest with your spouse and reconnect if you don't take that time with your spouse you're not going to be able to help your your kids like you should they need us they need to see a strong marriage Your kids need to see a strong marriage, and you need time with one another. Amen? Okay, so now we're going to talk about mental rest. Are you in Mark chapter 5, verse 34? And Jesus said to her, this is the the story of the woman with the issue of blood. She had had a blood disease for 12 years. Say 12 years. That's older than you, Seth. That's a long time. A long time. Anybody in here 12 years old? Okay, Julian, you're 12. 12 years, as long as Julian's been alive, imagine that, Letty, 12 years of fighting an outflow of blood. The Bible says she went to many doctors and grew worse. Can you imagine you go to a doctor, it gets worse. You go to another doctor, you get even worse. You're just, for 12 years, how would that wear on you emotionally 
and mentally. You're always trying to find help. I gotta find help, I gotta find help, I need help. And, and so the Bible says, if you read the story, she heard about Jesus, she said to herself, if I could just get to him, if I could just touch him, I'll be healed. She touches him, the Lord feels the healing virtue flow out of him. Jesus is full of healing virtue. Yeah. He's full of healing virtue. It flows. He's overflowing with healing virtue for you. And so she went and touched him and he felt that virtue, that power go out of him. And when he saw her, he said to her in Mark 5 verse 34, daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith. She had faith in God, right? And then he goes on to say, I want you to focus on this. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. That word peace means quietness. Go in quietness. Go in rest. Go in, in peace. Here's this, this faith woman. I would call her word of faith woman like we talked about last week. She heard the word. She believed. She said to herself and then she made a movement to get to Jesus. And in one moment she went from a life of struggle to wholeness, right? But Jesus said to her, go in peace. Why? She had already lived a lifestyle of turmoil, probably emotionally, mentally, physically, with living with a disease for 12 years, going from doctor to doctor, always probably trying to mentally figure it out. Now Jesus is telling her, the disease is gone, you're healed, now you need to go in peace. In other words, you're going to have to pick up a lifestyle of controlling your thoughts. You're going to have to pick up a lifestyle of peace, of quietness in your, not just your body, but also in your mind. If you have a past where things have happened to you or you've struggled for years, your mind can, um, uh, you've dealt with things mentally in your mind, your mind may have taken you places, or you're always trying to mentally calculate things, trying to figure it out. There comes a time when with the Lord, you don't have to live that way. Once the Lord touches you and you reach out to him, you can live a life of peace, of quietness and rest, not just for your physical body, but mentally. Amen? Amen. Mentally. So what she thinks about from now on has to change. No longer is she going to think about illness. No longer is she going to allow thoughts of what happens if it comes back. That's not peace. That's not peace. She has to change the way she thinks. She can't open the door to being troubled anymore. She lived a life of troubled, uh, troubledness, if I could say, for 12 years. And now she, Jesus is saying to her, go in peace. River Church, it's time for you, when you leave this place today, to go in peace. Amen. To stop allowing thoughts to trouble your mind. To stop uh, trying to figure out how everything's going to work out. You don't have to figure it out. Just say, God, I put this in your hands. Now you take care of it. And he'll take care of it. So you've got to give it over to him. How do you give that over to him? Whatever situation has been bothering your mind, troubling your mind, give it to the Lord with your mouth. Lord, I give this to you today. I give you my troubled marriage today. I give it and I put it in your hands. I give you my family members today and I put it in your hands, Father. I thank you that I have peace, Father. I'm not going to think about it anymore. Uh, you have to learn to live a life of peace. You have to learn. We have to learn to answer every thought. 
when those thoughts come, you answer it and say, that's not my thought. When the enemy tells you you're not going to make it, that is not my thought. I can do all things through Christ and I will make it. When the enemy tells you your marriage is over and you, you're like, no, that is not my thought. My marriage is not over. God is a healing God. He's a restorer. He can heal and restore my marriage. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Isaiah 26, verse 3. The way that we keep our mind in peace is to keep our mind on Him. If you're keeping your mind on the problems, if you're always thinking about the problems, you're going to be troubled mentally. Have you ever had a hard time sleeping because you couldn't stop thinking about a situation? I know I have. You're th- what is that? It's a troubled mind. Have you ever woken up with a troubled mind? I have. The minute I woke up, the enemy's like, boom, 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 trying to bombard my... No, you don't, devil. That's not my thought. God's taking care of me. I'm answering those thoughts. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, You, talking about the Lord, will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. If we want to live a life of peace, have that mental peace, we have to keep our minds stayed on Jesus. Always thinking about the Lord. Amen. Amen. Putting our mind on Jesus. How do we do that? We get in his word. That's why we read our chapters a day. Now I know it's chapters. Did you know, if you're reading the Bible reading plan, I know it seems like, my gosh, there's like three chapters. This is like four chapters. You know, Pastor Mark just keeps telling me, I'm ahead. I'm ahead. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to keep up here, right? But did you know that there's only 25 days of reading every month? So this is the 31st. You've had six days to catch up. Right? So just so you know, as you're reading that Bible reading plan, if you fall behind a little bit, it's okay. You're going to catch up because you're only reading for 25 days of every... I looked at it. 25 days of every month, I'm like, oh, it only goes to 28. Oh, because it has days of reflection, right? But how do we keep our minds stayed on God? We're reading our Bibles. We're renewing our mind. We're taking God's thoughts instead of the world's thoughts. Because when you get born again, your spirit becomes alive to God, but your mind doesn't change you still are going to think the same way. And that's why we have the word to renew our mind, right? You know, I can't allow my mind to go places. There are things that I have to rein my mind in. No, you're not going there. You're not going there. Your mind will take you all sorts of places. It'll take you straight to the gutter. It'll take you to your own funeral. It will. Oh, it will. It'll take you to the worst places of hopelessness. You know what that is? Wrong thinking. Wrong thinking. When your mind starts to go somewhere, nope, wrong thinking. It's like a little dog on a leash. Bring it back. Mm -mm. Wrong thinking. Heal. You obey me. You obey me. You don't allow your mind to go to, to the wrong places. And no matter the circumstances, it doesn't matter if you're facing opposition, you're facing the devil himself talking to you. You can still remain undisturbed amen you can you can still have peace of mind and your level of peace is determined by what are you feeding on what are you reading every day what are you listening to every day what are you saying every day what kind of conversations do you hold with your spouse because that determines what you're thinking about 
The more you talk about something, did you know the more you talk about something, the more you think about it? If you talk about God and God, you're such a great miracle worker. Isn't God a great miracle worker? I remember the time he healed my body when he did this. And then there was a time he provided for my finances and this got paid off. And I remember the time he showed me this house and God moved. You know, the more you talk about God, the more you think about him. The more you stir up your spirit, you get excited about what God's doing. Do you know that's the exact same way in the world system? The more you talk about, yeah, my husband's a no good, and then I know my, my, my girlfriend, she hurt. They got a divorce. They're not even married anymore, you know, and oh, yeah, and then they lost their job. You know, the more you talk about trouble, have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed people that odd things happen to them? strange things. Do you notice that they always talk about those strange things that happen to them? And then they always have like, really, you're like, wow, that could be like in a movie. I've never heard of such strange stories before. Like, I don't know if anybody knows people like that, but you're like, that is just like odd. But you know, they always talk about the, the strange things that happen to them. And then more strange things happen to them. It's so true. It's true. I don't know if you know anybody, but I do. And it's true. And so focus, make sure your mouth is speaking about God's goodness. Come on, because the, whatever you're talking about, you're going to think about. You know, you can't say wrong things and think right. You cannot say wrong things and think right. Your thinking has to line up. If you want a life of peace, start changing the way you talk. You know what? God's working on my behalf. You know what? God's a miracle worker. You know what? Nothing's too hard for God. Nothing's too hard for God. You know what? This COVID thing, it's over. Hallelujah. I mean, just start speaking. You know, it was, 2020 was my best year yet, and 2021 is going to be even better. Amen. Start speaking God, God, God words. What does God say about you? He says nothing's too hard for me. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Philippians 4.11. Praise the Lord. So we're talking about mental peace, physical peace. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, verse 11. Are you there? So it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You know, you can still live undisturbed. Having a mind of peace doesn't mean you're not going to go through anything. It means you're right in the midst of the storm. You know, Jesus was on the boat. The waves were big. His, wa his boat was filled with water. What's he doing on that boat? Is he worried? My gosh, we're going under. What's going to happen? No, what was he doing on that boat? Jesus was asleep on the boat. He was asleep on a boat. So you know what? You can, you can stay in peace no matter what storm your life is in. Why? Because Jesus is in your boat. Jesus is with you. If you've asked Jesus to come into your life, he says he'll never leave you or forsake you. He's with you. Amen? Jesus, is that you? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Philippians 4.11. Not that I'm implying, I'm reading this out of the Amplified, that I was in any personal want. For I have learned how to be content. The Amplified says, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. It doesn't matter what you're going through, whatever state you're in, whatever you're facing. Do you know you can be undisturbed? You can be content. Have you ever seen a baby who's content? Usually they're sitting there, their bellies are full, they may be asleep, their eyes may be open, but they have a little smile on their face. They're content. Why? They don't need anything. They don't need anything. When you're content in God, you're so undisturbed. You know God is with you. You're like, I'm good. Everything's fine. 
because God is with me. I'm content. I am undisturbed. Can you say this about yourself? No matter what I'm looking at, no matter what I'm facing, I'm always undisturbed. That's the place where we can be in Jesus. But he goes on to say in verse 13, this is what Paul says in verse 13 in the Amplified, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything, equal to anything, through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. In other words, because of him, I'm content. Because I'm self-sufficient, not in my own abilities, not in, oh, I can have a mind of peace, I could just make it happen myself if I just think positive. I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm talking about putting your attention on the Lord, putting your attention on the answers he's given you. Then you can draw on him. I'm self-sufficient in his sufficiency. I'm drawing on whatever I need, it's in him. That word sufficient means enough. It means enough. God has enough for you. His grace is sufficient. So whatever you're going through, you can walk through it undisturbed. Why? Because Christ is with you. Because you're drawing on His sufficiency. You're drawing on Him. The Bible says in Philippians, he says, it's not in my own strength, Paul says, but it's in His strength. I'm not doing anything in my own strength. When you do things in your own strength, you get tired. You feel weak. Your mind, you start to take the pressures. Why? Because you're counting on yourself. We're not meant to count on ourselves, our own abilities. Oh, I'm counting on my degree. I'm not counting on my degree. I'm grateful for my degree. It may open doors, but I'm not counting on those things. I'm putting my trust in the Lord for everything. I'm drawing on Him. I'm drawing on His words. In Him, I'm content. In Him, I'm undisturbed. Amen. I'm not disturbed by outward circumstances. I'm not disturbed by what my family member says or doesn't say or by what's going on at work. I'm self-sufficient in Him. I'm content in Him. My mind can be at rest in Him. When my mind is on Him, not on the problems, not on my family, not on my job, not grateful for all those things, but I got to keep my mind on him all the time. I keep my mind stayed on him. It's fixed on him. You know, this morning I woke up and my mind was, was going all over. I said, oh, no, 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 no. You know, sometimes it takes you a while to figure out, wait, what is, what's going on with my mind here? Start thinking about, the, no, 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 bring it back in mind. We're not thinking about that. You know what I started doing? Lord, I just lift you up. I magnify you this morning. I thank you, Father. This is the day. And I just started praising God. Why? I got to get my mind back on him. It starts to wander like a little dog without a leash. Don't let your mind wander or you won't have peace. Amen. The last thing we're going to talk about. So we talk about physical rest. Your body needs rest. Mentally, you need to rest. Your mind. Keep your mind on him so you can live in peace. Amen. Don't allow your mind to go places it shouldn't go. Rein it back in. Amen. Hebrews. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. And then we can rest in the word. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9. Praise the Lord. Now, these things will keep us in health. You know, when your mind is disturbed, you're worrying, you're stressed out, that opens the door to the enemy. That brings, can open the door to sickness and disease, right? 
So it's important to have your, a mind of peace. Amen. Amen. Especially now, all of you working out there in the medical field. Don't you allow people to say things to you about what's going on and what you're going to get, and you better watch out. You know, I, I work in a school district, and I have teachers say things. I have over the years, not this year because, you know, we're all confined to our rooms. But, you know, oh, it's flu season. Oh, man, they turn around and walk out. I go, not for me. Not happening in this room. I answer back to myself. I say it to myself. Why? Because I need to hear it. I need to hear it. Amen. You need to speak up. Not to anybody else, but if someone come, oh yeah, they all got it. Now you're going to get it next. You turn around and go, no, I'm not. Not me in Jesus' name. It's not coming near me. And you answer it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4, 9. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. There's a rest for you. For he who has entered his rest has himself ceased from his works as God did from his Come on, the key to our life of success, a Christian life, is learning how to rest. I'm not toiling in the Word. I'm not trying to get God to heal me. I'm not get, trying to get God to bring me a spouse. Lord, where's Billy? I've been believing for Billy for so long and he still isn't here. I'm not trying. I'm not toiling and struggling in the Word. I'm making my confessions in Jesus' name. And, and you know, everything's out of toil. Toil and fear and when's it going to happen, Lord? And you said, no, that's not resting in him. That's not resting in him. If we work the word and it's a struggle, we're not doing it right. It's not from a place of faith and rest. Amen. Uh, That's why we rejoice here. That's why we rejoice. Because we know that Jesus already completed the work. When Jesus was on that cross... He said at the very end, you remember the three words he said? It is finished. It's done. Your healing is done. It's already been provided for you. Your prosperity, it's done. It's been provided for you. Whatever you're believing God for this year, whatever you wrote, that's why it's important to get that saying list. Write down what you're believing God for. It's done. When Jesus was on that cross, he said, it's finished. That means he completed the work. He completed it. I'm not trying to get God to heal me. You know what I have to do? You know what we have to do? Just receive it. Receive the finished work. Receive the healing. Receive, Lord, I received my spouse. I don't know where he is. He could be somewhere across the world, Lord, but I know you're going to bring him to me. I receive him by faith. Lord, I receive my healing. It doesn't matter what my body looks like. I receive my healing. You've got to receive it. How do you receive? With your mouth. You rest in God. You receive it by faith. It's not a toil and a struggle. Amen. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. This is our last scripture. Praise the Lord. We're learning to rest. Amen. We're learning to physically rest our body. Mentally we're resting our our mind. But also we're resting in the word. Resting in the work is completed. Amen. You know... um, I heard them, and if you saw the Holy Ghost meetings, Pastor Morgan mentioned this, but Greg Stevens had, um, had said this on the Victory Network. He said, when the rabbis, he, he's, a, he would, he's a student of the Hebrew and the Greek and all the Bible stuff. <laughs> and he said in the, in the old days, when the rabbis read something that God had said and they didn't see it fulfilled or it wasn't in manifestation the way that God had said after they read it, 
Do you know what they would do? They didn't talk and go, let's, okay, try to figure out what is God saying here? How come this isn't fulfilled? I don't understand. Let's all sit around and question. No. You know what they would do? They would get up from the book and they would start dancing. The rabbis. When they didn't understand or they weren't seeing what they saw in the book, where they didn't see the manifestation of what they were reading about, they would get up and dance. And it was a dance of expectation that God was going to reveal to them. It was a dance of expectation. When we dance in church, I'm dancing out of expectation. I'm not trying to get God to do something from, for me. God completed the work. You know, God has our building. It's the right location, the right building, right on time. He said he's going to give us the keys and it'll be sweet and easy. All I do is I just say what God said about it, and then I just dance it in. And I thank God for it. First Peter 1.8 says, Whom having not seen you love. Talking about the Lord. We don't see him, but we love him. Though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory receiving the end of your faith. How do we receive? We start rejoicing. We're not trying to get God to do anything. We're just rejoicing it in. How many of you rejoiced your house in? Pastor Marcus and I, I remember one time he was believing God for a certain job years ago. We rejoiced it in together and it came. God has already completed the work so I can rest in God and rejoice knowing it's already done. It's a dance of expectation. There are ways we rejoice. We praise God. We lift our hands. We use our mouth and we thank Him, right? We can laugh. We can dance. These are ways to receive what God has already done for you. Amen. Smith Wigglesworth said this. I don't ever ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. In the morning, I jump out of bed. I dance before the Lord at least 10 to 12 minutes, high-speed dancing. I can only imagine. He says, I jump up and down and run around my room telling God how great he is, how wonderful he is, how glad I am to be associated with him and to be his child. Have you ever done some high-speed dancing? Have you ever done some high-speed dancing? If you haven't, maybe you should. Why? Because in the rejoicing, 1 Peter says, is the receiving. See, we're not trying to get God to do anything. We're just receiving the completed work. Praise the Lord. And that's why you can rest in the Word. You can rest in Him. It's, it's a faith rest. You're doing the Word. You're staying in the Spirit. You're not allowing your mind to go places. You're being obedient with your body about resting. And whatever you're believing God for, rejoice it in this year. Rejoice it in. What are you believing God for? What did you put on your saying list? Pastor, I haven't done my saying list. Well, then maybe you're not believing God for anything. Or, Pastor, I wrote it in my journal. Good, you wrote it down somewhere. Things you want to see happen this year. It's not a toil and it's not a struggle. We can rejoice it in. Amen. We rejoice with praise. We rejoice with dancing. I love what Pastor Nancy said. Every challenge, every opposition you're facing is just another opportunity to rejoice. It's enough. You want rest? Start rejoicing. You want your mind to be at rest? Start rejoicing. Put your, what you're doing is you're magnifying God. Start praising God. You're putting your attention on Him. And you rejoice and you receive. You rejoice and you receive. Amen. Hallelujah. I rejoice at every opportunity. I rejoice. 
In the circumstances, I rejoice. If there's rain, I'm rejoicing. If there's a storm, I'm rejoicing. If there's sun, I'm rejoicing. If something doesn't look like it's going right, I, guess what? I rejoice even more. The devil starts lying to me. Do you know when you start, I remember one time I was rejoicing over a situation. Answers bubbled up. What happens? It's because you're doing something in faith, and all of a sudden you put yourself in position to receive not just the answer, but answers for other areas in your life, and God speaks to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So I think we ought to rejoice our building in. Amen. So let's all stand up. Do you remember the word Pastor Nancy gave us? She said, as a congregation, dance it in. Dance it in. Rejoice it in. Rejoice it in. Amen. So we're going to do that. We're just going to rejoice our building in. How many of you are in faith with us for our building? Amen. Hallelujah. So you're going to, so over the next few weeks, God's going to show you, you need to rest physically. Mentally, you need to stop thinking about these things. Reign in your thought life. Get in his word. Hear his word. Hear his word. Build up your faith. Hear his word. You know, you start listening to the right things. Your mind will start thinking right. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we're going to just rejoice for whatever you're believing God for. Let's start with that first. I want you to think about something you're believing God for. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we come to you this morning, Lord. You said in the rejoicing is the receiving and we'll, we'll receive the end of that. See, you want to you get all the way to the end. Don't stop in the middle of your belief.